friendships never go out of style. Oh, you're the best friend anybody's ever had. And it's funny, but I feel as if I've known you all this time, but I couldn't have, could I? If you're not over here in 15 minutes, you can find a new best friend. Welcome to the Best Friends Playbook Podcast. With your hosts, Crystal and Allie. We've known each other for over 27 years, and we're here to share our wisdom on friendships in film, TV, and literature. Grab some coffee, our favorite, and get cozy. <laughs> so I feel like we're having a bit of deja vu, guys, because <laughs> we technically already recorded this episode. I feel like we should have said this at the end, by the way, because it's going to like set us up. Everyone's going to be like, wow, they suck. It was probably way better the first time. <laughs> we're going to say it was terrible. Uh, no, it was my fault on my end. Technical issues, completely lost all of Crystal's audio, and that happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it, it happens sucks. twice. <laughs> it happens I know. Twice I lost two episodes, guys. I'm in like, we just, you know what? It's fine. Crystal and I are going to be in the same room again in a couple episodes. Yeah. It's going to be all good again. It's just it, 2020 was a bad year. Let's just say that um, this episode, because we're covering the morning show, was supposed to be our premiere episode for this season. It was. <laughs> Thank God Bridgerton came out and saved our ass since we really, lost though, <laughs> our first I, few episodes. I feel like these two shows could not be more opposite. Like the morning show is really like taking on social justice with the Me Too movement and sexual assault um, and all that in the workplace. And then we got Bridgerton, which is like, all about the sex, all about the rough sex, women not having a place in society. Yeah. And just like women being clueless, right? Or yeah. morning morning show, it's like fucking Jennifer Aniston saying, shut the fuck up, we're doing this my way, bitches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of women power. Um, all right, yes. so we're covering um, Chip, Chip and Alex. Yes. Yeah, Chip Black. Chip Black? Charlie Black. Chip Charlie Black. Black. Yes. Yeah. Alex Levy in the morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, I, I think what? Go ahead. <laughs> I think now that we're doing it twice, my brain is like really confirmed that we're doing it on Alex and Chip because the main characters are like Reese and Jennifer. So I feel like when we were first doing the episode, like I kept wanting to like make notes about them, even though they're not friends. They were just yeah. the main characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was reading a recap this morning about just the show. Uh, in particular, the finale. And in that recap, the chick's like, there's a, a lady that wrote the article. She's like, um, and just so you know, Bradley Jackson's character is as confusing as ever. And I don't understand her at all. Because <laughs> she was saying that like, Bradley, you know, um, she's super, you know, uh, hardcore into real news stories. But then towards the end, she's doing it all for herself and her career and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I I told you when we first recorded this, I didn't really like that character. She was like my least favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite character in the show is definitely, I think, um, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they both have like very complex characters. And I think Bradley is definitely the harder one to like empathize with. Um, and I think that we definitely do feel more empathy for Jennifer Aniston because she was trying to survive in the boys club, um, but also made very bad decisions while doing it. So it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) It's all about backstabbing and who can climb that ladder faster. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you love, you love her and you hate her in this, 
in this show. Same with uh, Chip, by the way, because um, oh. Chip, you know, in the beginning, you kind of really hate him. He's kind of a dick. He's a, you know, the mm-hmm. executive producer of the show. But by the end, there's like so much betrayal that happens between him and Alex and then like Fred throwing him under the bus that you feel bad for him by the end. And you're, and you're and he's like, I did it all for you. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah. I did it all for you. And you're like, oh, fuck, I do like you, Chip. <laughs> well, and he also takes care of his assistant. Like he yeah. makes sure that she knows what's going on, that she can get a job afterwards. Like it's a big deal. Yeah, he's not a bad boss. He just... Mm-hmm. um like I said, you know, the whole show is about, you know, dealing with some big traumatic event in the workplace, but then also just the backstabbing and the trying to climb the ladder to success, you know. It's, and it's hard because it's like a survival tactic too. Like I was just thinking about um, the Kevin Spacey situation and how like he tainted the show House of Cards. And I I really wanted to watch the final season with Robin Wright, but it just felt so icky because he had tainted it. Yeah. And then I was thinking about like Netflix had to have known, right? Like they they're the big dogs. Like they had to have known and and it's it's just funny how like these these big studio heads they they know what's going on, but until the public like outrages, then then they fire them. Yeah. Like how long did Hollywood know about Weinstein? Like there were like big producers distributing Weinstein movies and they they fucking knew. Oh yeah. And just the 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 amount of women that, you know, like went through it and didn't mm-hmm. say anything. So then you're just letting an, it happen to another woman and another yeah. woman. And it's said, like with Bill Cosby, you know, and then and mm-hmm. then 30 years later, they all come forward. Um, and I think they do. They address that in the show, too. Just having to because, you know, Hannah doesn't want to do that interview mm-hmm. toward the end. And they kind of say, like, well, you're you know, you're then you're just letting it happen to other women. You're like creating, you're just letting this, um, what is the word that they use? Um, this toxic environment, this toxic workplace environment exists because mm-hmm. you're not telling other people what happened. Right. Yeah. But at the and same th- time, you don't want to be defined by that situation that you had with that man. So, yeah. And I think it's also hard to, to have to relive it again. Mm-hmm. And then we saw like Steve Carell makes her think it's her fault. So then I feel like maybe for her retelling the story and reliving it, she starts to question herself. And then you just feel like all awful and icky again inside. Yeah. It's hard. You know, I, I can't, I can't pretend to know what it's like to be a woman in that situation, mm-hmm. but I think they do a good job of showing both sides of it. You know? Yeah. It's Obviously a huge struggle. You don't struggle. want it to happen to other people, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not something that you want to relive and it's not something that you want to be defined by. You don't want to yeah. have to go out on a show and talk about it to the public and then be labeled as the person that took down Matt Lauer or Mitch in the show or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did. I I did watch the, um, I don't remember the name of the show that Matt Lauer was on. Oh, the today show. Yes. I was a hardcore today show watcher my entire life. But I just watched the, uh, because it came up on my like YouTube feed when I was like looking at the morning show clips. Um, I watched like the morning that um, Savannah and Hoda, I think her name is, I don't watch it anymore. So I don't really know the anchors anymore, Mm -hmm. but those two women came on that morning and got to tell the world that Matt Lauer was getting fired and read the like message from their chairman. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was so awkward because they're like crying almost because they feel bad for Matt and they say it. They're like, we, you know, we love Matt. We've, you know, he's been our friend for 15 years. 
but we don't want to have a toxic work environment, blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was the most awkward thing ever. So it's probably similar to what Alex felt because Alex like had ideas or heard rumors about, um, Mitch and what he was doing, but she never knew the extent. Supposedly. Yes. Really say. I think she, I well because she kind of breaks down and she's like I didn't think it was that bad. That's what she says. She didn't think it yeah. was so. And I think that that's probably what those two women were feeling, which is where in and it's it's awful because like I feel like all of us are growing and changing and learning about what's okay and what's not. And when you're younger, it's like oh boys are players. They just they you know they're he's the hot guy. Everyone wants to hook up with him, but you're not thinking about like the repercussions of like the power dynamic and what's actually happening to these women behind closed doors. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think what I really like about this show is like I said, it shows both sides, right? It shows Mm -hmm. Mitch's perspective. It shows Alex's perspective. She feels betrayed by him, Mm -hmm. but I do like that. They never really make it clear if she knew the extent of it, they make it Mm -hmm. clear that she had sex with him more than once like mm-hmm. consensual sex. And they make it clear that she knew that um, he and I think her name was Mia had a relationship. Yes, um, they did. Because when that fallout happened, he ended up putting her as um, Mia as Alex's producer. And she was pissed about that. She didn't want her on her team mm-hmm. um, because well, she was, was judging Mia for sleeping with him. Well, then it's funny because didn't Mia was the one that, that got Mitch fired because she just didn't want to see his smug face up on the screen anymore. She well, she said that she put in a complaint, um, that she was the one that finally went and complained because everybody was judging her at work mm-hmm. um for the relationship. But yeah, but in fact, what they show at the end is that Chip was the one that actually leaked the story to the Oh, press wait, that's right. To save Alex's job. Mm-hmm. Um so but yeah, anyways, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's just interesting because they never make it clear whether Alex knew the extent of what Mitch did to other women there, you know, I don't, Um, I don't think she did. I think maybe he thought people were, cause you, you think as adults that you're like, if someone's two people sleep together, it's consensual. Yeah. So I think that's where Alex's mind was. It's just like, Oh, he's the charming. He's the co-host anchor. Like he's such a dog, but all the women want him. So whatever he's sleeping with them, but not thinking about the power vacuum and how he just like blatantly doesn't care what other people want. It's just about what he wants and forcing them into things. Yeah. Um, and being fearful of their job if they don't do it. That's just how I perceived it. Yeah. They do hint that like people knew that he had the, you know, the button on his door in his dressing room to like Mm -hmm. shut the door and lock it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's just so horrible (laughs) in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I think I said this when we first recorded that (laughs) I think it is a I think it's a perfect show. I absolutely love this first season. I think it's beautifully written. I don't think there's any horribly bad scenes or bad dialogue. I I love the way it ends. And I do know now that they're shooting a second season and I'm almost unhappy with that because I think it ends perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I have no idea what the second season is going to cover though. So Um, it's, it's them dealing with the fallout of everything they said on live TV. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So know. it it's picks up like right where they left off. Okay. I do really like that. Um, that'll be interesting to see, I guess, because it'll mm-hmm. deal with Fred being, you know, Fred, uh, the, the highest up you can go, you know, the, the, 
the head of the network basically yeah. being outed on TV. So I think that'll be interesting to see how they deal with it. But I just and love the way they show how the people at work are dealing with it in this season, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's just, it's a shock to all of them, but then it's how do they deal with it and how do they overcome it and how do they mm-hmm. figure out what really happened? So, yeah. And I think it'll also be like a good catharsis for Fred getting fired because the fact that like, Mia even goes into his office and tries to say what happened. And he sees her on the verge of tears and he gives her a raise to shut her up. And then Hannah, Hannah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah. And he gives Mm -hmm. her a raise. So she won't like tell anyone. And then she's just like, what the fuck just happened? Like I got shut down. I got a promotion. I should just like keep my head down and work because it's, it's a lot. So I'm happy that he's going to get in trouble. That was actually like one of my, I think the show has quite a few scenes where you just, as a woman, you just like walk away feeling fucking pissed that that scene just happened. And that was Mm -hmm. one of them where it was like, she walks in, she's all sad. She says what happened. And then she's brave enough to do it. Yeah. And then he goes really hard. And then he pretends like he knows who she is and doesn't just give her a raise, makes her head of booking, like just like gives her a full promotion to basically shut her mouth and walk away. Yeah. And and she's just like shocked by it. And I was like, I was so mad. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that scene infuriated me and just broke my heart because I can't even imagine what Hannah was feeling in that. That's a yeah. lot. Um, it's as you, an amazing show, but we should talk about Chip and Alex. Yes. Yeah, so right? Chip and Alex. So we know that we find out later that Chip has, he's the one who's dropped the news about Mitch. And so he's like blowing up Alex's phone when the show first starts and she's just ignoring him because these two have like a love-hate relationship with each other and she's like what the fuck do you want like did somebody die and then once she finds out what happened she's all pissed at him she's like why didn't you tell me like this affects my career too and he's just like I was trying to tell you before you got into the office I like the way they like slowly kind of unravel their relationship because in the beginning it seems like he's just the executive producer Mm -hmm. what you find out is that he was originally her personal producer. Um, mm-hmm. When they first started, he claims that he found her years yeah. ago, right? And and they talk about how they've known each other for like 15 years and have like come up the ranks together. Yeah. So I feel like they do a good job of showing Chip feeling responsible for her. And they also do a really good job of always showing Alex essentially fighting for his respect, Right. Mm-hmm. She even says it. I have a quote here somewhere. She says it at one point. Um, I don't want you to protect me. I want you to respect me. Um, yes. I think she feels like in a lot of situations, he still treats her like a friend and kind of babies her. Like mm-hmm. with the with this news, right? He tries to break it to her nicely. Mm-hmm. and But then she gets pissed about that. <laughs> right? Well, it's also, yeah, it's funny. He says he knows this affects her career and he didn't want to disrespect her. Um And he wanted to, like, give her space so she can do her job. And now, because we know that he was the one that leaked the story, I wonder if that was his way of trying to, like, cover up all the breadcrumbs leading to him being the one that did this. Like, it was just an excuse he gave. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I I don't really know. Um, I could just be thinking too hard about it now. (laughs) I mean, we do find out later on that he... The um, executives were trying to find a replacement for Alex anyways, which is why he leaked that story Mm -hmm. to get rid of Mitch and save Alex's job. So, yeah, that's at the very end of the season. We don't really Mm -hmm. find that till then. But but because of that, of her not knowing and feeling blinded, she tells Chip that 
she needs to be up to date with everything and she needs to be he needs to be control of everything as like the executive producer of the show. Can you imagine being her that morning, like and having to go on air and break that? It's like I'd be so stressed. Because she's also probably fearful of potentially losing her job too. Is well, yeah. like, and they say so, that she's going through contract negotiations. Yeah. And, and co-anchors there, it's all chemistry based. So yeah. if the one person she had chemistry with is gone, like they could easily. Yeah. I feel bad for Alex. It's like, she's stressed out. She just lost her co-anchor who she's like, is her TV husband of like 15 years or whatever. She's going through contract negotiations and they're like not budging on anything. Cause they don't mm-hmm. fucking want her. They think she's too old. Yeah. I have a great quote, by the way. I, when I was rewatching like just the, the trailers, cause the mm-hmm. one trailer is like a really good trailer and in it, Corey Ellison, who's like the head of news, he says, uh, her sell by date expired years ago. I want you to start grooming some new people. <laughs> I know when I heard that, I was like, Talk oh about my. a sexist comment, by the way, <laughs> it, it was the most upsetting thing that like the show yeah. says a lot of upsetting things, but God, that was bad. Yeah. So really I mean, bad. And the sucky part is because eventually they show Chip meeting with Corey um, Mm -hmm. talking about replacing her. And um, the sucky part is that she doesn't know that any of that's happening, right? And when they meet about it, Chip doesn't really defend her. Chip doesn't seem to be surprised that they're trying to replace her. So Yeah, I I feel like maybe he feels like he's grasping at straws now to try and defend her because he doesn't know what to do. Like he did the story to get rid of Mitch and they still are like, we don't care. And then I guess we can kind of cut to like how Alex is figuring out negotiations are going on and they're not budging. And so she tells Chip that he needs to push it forward. And if he doesn't do it um, and give her co-host approval, like she's not going to go on live. Yeah. And that's like <laughs> less than a minute before she's going. Yeah. She like I 30 mean, seconds imagine, or something. Yeah. Can you imagine being like that stressed, but also like put in a place like that where it's like, I'm fucking pissed and I'm not being heard. So I am going to like not go on air right now, 30 seconds before until you fucking agree. And he like won't agree for up until what, like three seconds or something. Yeah. And cause yeah. he realizes, oh fuck, she's being serious. She's not crying. Can you imagine being a woman that's in that situation, not being heard? I would to where you have to do that. <laughs> if I had um, Alex's confidence, I would probably do that. Cause I would just be fed up. And that's what I love about it is it shows yeah. a woman that's, fed up working in a man's, uh, mm-hmm. environment, uh, world, whatever you want to say, right. Uh, male dominated world Yeah, where she doesn't feel like she's heard. And she also states like that because she's a woman, she doesn't get to be a part of the conversation, right? A lot of these conversations are had on the golf course or in mm-hmm. men's gyms, men's clubs. So she's automatically not a part of any of those. And so mm-hmm. she doesn't get a say in a lot of it she's putting her foot down, right? Yeah. Like she's, it's, it's going to be her way or no way basically. And yeah, if she has to do it that way, then good for her. Yeah. She holds her chill very well. She's actually very calm. She keeps her voice low and she just like tells him it's, I'm not going to go on live unless you fix this. Yeah. And he does promise, but like, obviously I'm, it feels like a totally empty promise because I don't think he has any control over that. No. Cause he tells her like, you're crazy, but he caves and says he'll do it just so she'll go on. Cause he's like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But when they show like the contract negotiations later, he's mm-hmm. never a part of any of those. Right. It's like Mm-mm. Fred's Fred and his lawyers versus her and her lawyers. Mm-hmm. Chip's not even a part of that situation. No. So. Yeah. But Chip does 
have good qualities about him. Like he comes in to check on Alex after Kelly Clarkson performed and Kelly Clarkson was, was more like singing to and like hanging around Bradley and he knows how much Alex loves Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. That was after they'd already hired Bradley though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't have many notes about that because I felt like it was out of Chip's control. So that's why I didn't, I didn't really take any notes about the whole hiring situation. No, I was just trying to think because I do have like a note here that she, it's not really a dig at Chip, but Mm -hmm. when they have that big, um, what do you call it? Award show, right? Where Alex is being honored. Yeah. um, She is still pissed because they're not giving into her contract negotiation. And she decides that she's going to like do something drastic once again, right? So she instead announces of just, her co-host. Yeah. So it's but instead of throwing just like one person under the bus, she does it with everybody, right? And goes, mm-hmm. okay, here's here you go. Here's the new host. Um, I don't think she really like thinks about it. I think Mm-mm. she really in the moment just does it as a way to piss them all off because she doesn't really like Bradley at that point at all, mm-hmm. you know. And and she even calls Bradley like clueless in the bathroom, like because she's like, I don't know why I'm here. And she's like, Where the, why the fuck do you think you're here? Like, let's get real. You're here yeah. to piss me off. <laughs> like, that's why Corey wants you here, kind of thing. It was great to see her like just kind of piss everybody off and hire her. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip, especially, because he didn't really like Bradley at all. He had a no, uh, he did not. With her. But I think it was a good move. I liked it. Yeah, it was funny. It definitely threw everyone for like a big shock and surprise. After he checks on her about Kelly Clarkson, he also tells her that a big journalist wants to interview Bradley. And she actually handles it really well, but he can tell that she's not okay about it. And he gives her like a really sweet kiss on the forehead. And then, I don't know, I just thought it was nice that he, you know, wanted to check in with her and just, like he said, be keep her up to date with what's going on so she doesn't get like, what's the word? Like sideswiped or something. Yeah, it's a good... Um like peek into their friendship like he's checking on her but also protecting her and warning her mm-hmm. the kiss on the forehead thing the way you just said it I was like oh that's totally like not appropriate in the workplace but it's technically not time, um, but you know I don't know it depends if you it, want to look at them as a friendship or as a work relationship I, but it's that's where it gets becomes a gray area but I feel like they've been friends forever so it's okay yeah Cause she's having a rough time, you know, like she knows that nobody really likes her anymore, that everybody's excited for Bradley. So even though he is still like clearly on her side, he even like defends her in a meeting with Bradley. Yeah. Cause like a staff Brad- meeting. Yeah. Bradley wants to suggest like a type of story and Alex is like, that's not how we do things here. And so he like, he agrees with Alex. We don't do those types, but he says, go do some research and see if you can find like a different angle or something to mm-hmm. try and like meet them both halfway. Yeah, he doesn't it's, like pull Alex back because she starts like attacking Bradley in that in that meeting. Yeah, and he, he doesn't just, stop it. He just lets mm-hmm. it go. Kind of awkward, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, so then they have that where Alex breaks down on live TV. Oh, and, while they're like on location, right? Yeah, with the dogs. <laughs> so cute, by the way. Not that she breaks down, but just the dogs. The, and, yeah, like, the dog story and everything. Yeah, um, and she breaks down because um, her husband like finally tells her that he wants a divorce mm-hmm. yeah. and her daughter's mad at her. Um, and so it's just like about the family being reunited and it just completely destroys her. Um, so Bradley's the one that helps kind of get her together, but Chip goes in to check on her and hair and makeup just leaves him alone. And he asks like what happens. And then she finally tells him that her and Jason are getting divorced 
he kind of understands what's going on and he's supportive for her about it. So he probably knows their whole relationship. Yeah. But I think it's really interesting because the way Alex says it, Mm -hmm. yes, it's, I think in the moment she's crying about her family, but if you notice, she gets herself together and it always comes back to the show. How is this going to affect the show? How is this going to affect my career? Kind of a thing. Like Mm -hmm. the show is very much her family and her baby as well. So yeah, which her, which her family complains to her about, like, she, yeah, you know, that's it's why always about her, you and them. So, yeah, that's why her and her husband are separated essentially because she made the show number one. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. honestly, I understand how horrible that would be if you're her family. But honestly, what did you expect? Like, what do you expect when somebody is in a, a position like that on a morning show every day? Well, and I just feel like there's also so many men who are at work all the time. And families just like make it work because he's, he's doing the job. He's taking care of the family because Alex probably takes care of everything for that family. She probably puts her daughter through like the nice college that she's in, you know, her ex-husband's probably has like his own house that she pays for because he's just a professor. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm (laughs) saying. Like whether she's a male or female, like if you're an anchor of a new show, of course that's like your number one. That's like, how did you even get there? But I don't know. I used yeah. to, I used to be a person that thought that you could have everything, um, mm-hmm. as far as a super, super successful career in entertainment, as well as a family and be happy. And I'll be honest, it's uh, hard that, that kind of dream. I never saw anybody that had it in the industry and that's kind of mm-hmm. why I walked away. So I'm just saying as a family member, I could see where you're going to hold it against her, but I, from the I outside, don't, I, just, I don't think it's fair. I don't know. From the yeah. outside. It's like, what did you honestly expect? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's sad. I don't, I don't support it. I I think it really sucks that people that are that successful can't seem to find a balance. And maybe Mm. there are some outliers out there, but from what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it. There are some, but they, their career is sacrificed in a sense. Like I know, um, Julianne Moore, she only films movies in the summer. Um, that way she can be with her kids year round while they're in school. Right. Or like Jennifer Gardner, she does like one film every other year or something. Right. But those Mm -hmm. are all, in my opinion, the ones that seem to be successful at it Mm -hmm. are the ones where both the husband and wife are in the same industry, right? So like somewhere in entertainment. If there's one that's in entertainment and one that's not, it doesn't seem like it ever truly works out. I feel like there is a turning point where their like relationship kind of declines. And I don't know if this is it, but this is just a flashback that reminded me. Um, They show like a flashback of uh, of Chip lying to Alex about um, it was like back when Mitch was still on air with her. Um, Essentially, it seems like he was kind of going along with the fact that they were pulling Alex back from doing a lot of things. Right. Whether it's Mm -hmm. the people above him telling him to or not, I don't know. But um he essentially lies to her and says that she can't do the wild card game. I don't really understand what that is. Some kind of sporting event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, they're going to give it to Mitch. And she is, like, pissed about it because she always does it. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, and he, like, full-on lies to her and just like, no, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. We're just because of this and you're busy or I don't know what, I don't remember what lie he says, actually, but he full-on lies to her and tries to comfort her in that situation. Mm-hmm. But it's like totally his call and he like gives it to Mitch. So yeah, it's very like he chose, he chose the guy in the situation. Um, yeah. 
And she even says to him, you used to be my producer. And he's like, I'm still your producer. And she's like, well, but you're not acting like it right now, right? Yeah, he chose <laughs> he chose to be like more on the boy side rather than just like he's been her friend longer. And then he throws it in her face. He says that he found her back in the day, right? Like, why are you holding that against her now? It doesn't mm-hmm. make it okay, but yeah. whatever. Um, I guess another flashback is when Alex gets pissed that Mia is being pushed onto her team. So that in a sense is also like, another thing that Chip is getting what he wants versus what Alex wants. Like nobody cares about what Alex's needs are anymore. Yeah. And that, that's the, I think that's like the interesting part of their relationship is because Chip is now the executive producer of the show, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just about what she needs. It's about what Mitch needs. And in that moment, Mitch and Mia broke up and Mitch doesn't want Mia on his team Mm -hmm. anymore. So Chip has to put her on Alex's team, which pisses off Alex. So yeah. And it's like, that's cool. that's betrayed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's upsetting because obviously like he was originally her producer and I feel like she feels that he's like slowly betraying her over time. But at the same time, it's like, he has to deal with this guy over here. That's fucking all these (laughs) chicks and has to like place them elsewhere in the workplace. So as not Mm -hmm. to piss them off. So, well, and it sucks because it's like that then would have been the sign like, Oh, Mitch is the problem. He needs to get fired. But Uh, You're also like trying to run a show and everyone in America loves him and it's stupid. Exactly. And it's unfortunate because I feel like when they show that you're just, you're just kind of learning like Mitch and Mia's relationship and that it was consensual and it was a long-term relationship, even though he was clearly cheating on his wife with her Mm -hmm. Um, and that she was the one that ended it. Right. But yeah, but even though she ended it and it was consensual, she's the one that's being affected in the workplace, right? They don't, they don't touch Mitch at all. Mm-mm. It's her that has to get taken off his team. It's yeah. her that everybody is staring at in the hallway thinking that something shitty happens and it's her fault, which yeah. is super depressing in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's always about what the guys need and not what, not what the women need. Or even, I do agree with that statement, but, or even just like the, the one that's higher up, right? Yeah. Mitch is more important. He's the one that makes all the money for the show. And, you know, he's there however many hours a day, He's the face everybody sees, right? So he's obviously more important than Mia is, so. Well, and it's also funny is that, like, I've just noticed from my own experience that uh, audiences tend to lean more on being more fans of men than women, whether it's, like, a female actress or singer or co-host. And therefore, Mitch is also the fan favorite of the show, which is why Alex is indispensable. Yes, 100%. Which is a great, uh, like, segue into... The other amazing quote that I pulled off of that trailer today, it's horrible. It, it like it, it makes me upset. But Corey also says it. He says, watching a beloved woman's breakdown is timeless American entertainment. Isn't that Corey, fucking horrible? <laughs> Corey is such a problem. Like that actor, I love that actor. He does Corey so well because I hate him. I hate him so much. Yes, but and I hate him for many reasons. But what's sickening is that he is saying things that are actually true right? Yes. To American entertainment, a hundred, which is, which is why it's even more awful is because that's why Corey's character is so weird because he's like, I have nothing against women. He's like, I just want what makes money. So he will exploit yeah. anyone, no matter their race, age, gender, sexual orientation, whatever, as long as it gets high ratings, because he's like, that's what the audience wants. So it's, which is then is why it makes him evil because he will continue to feed into all the horrible things just to make money. Yes. But what's weird is that 
you hate him, but then at the end it circles back and he almost becomes like a good guy because he wants to take down Fred. But I think- Keely the- wants to do it for the ratings though. <laughs> Correct. But yeah. um, I think the, as much as I don't like his character, I think the almost like beautifully perfect thing about his character is that they make him feel like a sexual, like you think that he is a Mitch, right? You think that he yes. wants to sexually assault Bradley the entire time. Mm-hmm. There's like scenes where he like invites her or he's in the room with her. And I'm like, oh man, we're going to find out that like he raped her or something. And cause he's creepy. He's weird. Yeah, and, he's and, so weird. But I love the fact that they have him be that way, but he doesn't ever do anything. Right. He, he says, yeah. I only like to have sex with women that want to have sex with me kind of thing. Like I'm into consensual stuff, but they make him so creepy and awkward that like, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's a conundrum of a character because he exploits people for money and just calls out people for what they are. He doesn't stop the situations that are bad. He just makes money off of them. But in his everyday life, he's a good person. Yeah, and it's like, I think the the other thing that they try and do with him is he wants to redefine news because mm-hmm. news is something that now you can get on your phone at the push of a button. What is the mm-hmm. point of watching a show like The Morning Show, The Today Show, whatever? Um, that's very much like the older generation that still watches that, you know, and our mm-hmm. generation, we don't, we don't watch that anymore. So what's the point of having a show like that? Unless there's going to be some drama or some, some, some woman breaking down on live television, which is essentially what happens at the very end anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just have all these notes about like the whole, like Bradley and Mitch drama. So I guess like there's all these rumors going around, well, not rumors, but like Bradley really wants to interview Mitch and then she's like not telling Alex about it. And then Chip's like freaking out about it and he's deciding whether or not they should do it. But then the only reason he wants to do it is to take out Fred. And then I guess that's kind of where we start to get into these weird things where Alex is so concerned about her career that she's willing to let Chip get fired in order to stay on the show. And so like, there's a lot of like survival of the fittest happening right now. Like even though Chip and Alex have been with each other for so long, Alex feels like Chip hasn't really been there for her. So she's like, I'm just going to cut him loose so I can protect me. And Chip just wants to exploit Mitch so he can get rid of Fred. And he's not like entirely thinking about Alex, but he has done a lot for her that she doesn't know about. Yeah. I think that uh, Fred is very much like the the wedge in their relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like he just kind of he like- plays both of them. Yeah, he's just like slowly driving this wedge into their relationship to where Alex is going to betray Chip. And Chip doesn't, it seems like at that point, Chip's coming back, right? Like he's coming Mm -hmm. back into the, I want to be on Alex's team part. Yeah. Whereas before it kind of seemed like that was dipping and and he didn't, he was, you know, saving himself and he is saving himself in the end. Mm -hmm. Let's get real. But I guess, I guess the big, it's the big revelation at the end that he didn't, that he released the story for Alex that, that kind of saves his character in my eyes as a good person, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why it's sad because when Chip finds out that he's being replaced and Alex is in a meeting with his replacement, he actually, tell me if I'm jumping ahead, but he calls Alex to see if she will tell him the truth. And she just denies it, which is like immediately where their betrayal's broken. Like their yeah. friendship's broken yes. with that betrayal. Yeah. It's, it's sad because she meets with Fred more than once. Mm-hmm. And Fred is like, Fred is trying to save his own ass. So he's like, he'll um, give her whatever you know. she wants, especially yeah, probably because she's a woman. So it'll make him look better. Yes. But it's also like, oh, we're doing these internal investigations. I just wanted to let you know that it came back and chips like chip is like 
been the one fucking weather women and blah, 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 blah. And, and we're going to, you know, release a statement and blah, blah, blah. And she, she tries to defend him on more than one occasion and, mm-hmm. and think of other ways so that he doesn't have to get fired and they don't have to replace him. But essentially Mitch just like says, no, it's happening. He's going to be the scapegoat. He doesn't say that to her, but he is the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, I didn't hear it, but it came up and I was like, oh, that's not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> um, but anyways, so, so essentially like she gives in and meets with the replacement because Fred's going to give her what she wants. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you're right. She gets that call from, from Chip. Chip's trying to feel her out and she's straight mm-hmm. up just like completely lies to him and he can tell. Yeah, You know, they're, they've been friends for so long that he can tell that it's going to shit and Fred got her on his side and it's sad because, you know, Chip like looks like he's on the verge of tears. Like he looks like he's going to cry. He's having like yeah. a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. And I even have a note here that Alex actually, she hates what she's doing to Chip and she tries to to bargain with Fred to put Chip on leave so that way he like can still find a job in the industry. Yeah, um, but exactly. I think that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Fred's like, no, fuck him, you know. Oh, and then this is when we get the, the most the most awkward scene is as she's leaving Fred's office and Chip is going to get fired. Yeah. And they pass each other on the yeah. escalator. And she and can't she, look at him. Well, they look for a half second and then she just slowly yeah. turns away from him and it, she knows what she did and she won't even yeah. admit it. Yeah. It's it's sad. There is the, so there is a phone call before that though. Well, no, I mean, I guess that is the same phone call that we're talking about, but you know, she asks him if he's like, okay too. And he says, come on, Alex, or no, if we're good. Right. And she, and he says, come on, Alex, you know, we are always good, but he's like clearly fucking crying almost yeah. as he says it, you know, and he's lying too, obviously, obviously they're not good. And then when they have that scene with the escalator, it's so sad and so awkward because like, she's clearly coming down. Like it's Fred's office. Like that's where they're going. They know yeah. it's not like, it's not like there's anywhere else that they're going. They're going to Fred's office. She's coming from Fred's office and she can't even make eye contact with him. And in that moment, you see that like his face, he just knows that he's going to get fired now. Like he's going to yeah. be the scapegoat and he knows he didn't do anything. That's the sucky part. Like he knows that it's Fred. Yeah. Cause Fred, can't do Fred also tries to say that Chip knew everything and never told Fred, even though we know Fred's the one who knew about all the complaints. He knew about everything. And not only that, that like that he potentially helps. Fred was doing it too is yeah. the whole point, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that he's like so in the wrong and he's so afraid of being called out for it that he's just willing to immediately throw Chip under the bus. They're trying to figure out if the Mitch interview is going to happen. I think it's like the night before all that's going to go down. It's like like 3 a.m. or something because Chip is still like working at the office and he's like walking around the city. And he calls Alex to tell her that they were, when they were investigating Mitch, they were also trying to get rid of her. And that in order to save her, Chip leaked the story of Mitch to the Times because he knew it was the only way to save her. And he just knew that if they didn't have Mitch, they would need her. And he's like, it, no, why it's making me emotional. <laughs> he was like, I almost like started like crying. I was like, um, <laughs> that, uh, He's like, it was you. It was always you. And I was just like, it was always oh. for you. Yeah. And that's on a voicemail. He doesn't actually talk to her. It's just a voicemail. It's a voicemail. He leaves. leaves. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, it was always for you. I was like, yeah. Oh, so cute and sad. And that's like how you, I mean, like I was, you're already forgiving him at that point because like, he's trying to, I don't know, make it better and take down Fred. But when he says that, it's like, oh my God, you are a nice character. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he starts to realize everything slowly. Um, 
And then Alex obviously doesn't get it because she, you know, she finds out about what happened to Hannah. She finds out Hannah killed herself. She doesn't know if she can go on. And Bradley's like, I need you on there with me. And then just thinking about the wonderful shot of Jennifer Aniston facing the stage because yeah. she's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so that's a great, I think it's such a great ending scene, right? Um, she, it's so good. She, you can see, honestly, before she even gets up, you can just see the wheels turning, right? And she's like fucking pissed. She's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. She gets up, she paces, but she doesn't know what to say. She's still thinking about it. And everybody back behind the cameras is like, what the fuck is happening? I don't you know, <laughs> but, but they can't cut away. Right. And it's so great. It's so much like, I, I think I said this to you before it was, it's just like the movie, the network, like from the seventies or eighties, whatever it was with Faye Dunaway and some dude, I don't remember the guy's name, but on air, cause it's about a newsroom thing. He says, I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially how she is in that moment. Right. She's pissed. Yeah. And she, and she wants to take down Fred and she wants to just tell everybody the truth. And I think she's also finally like, she can't make excuses for herself either. Like she's also yeah. mad at herself. Like she's just, she has to come out. Yeah. She's coming to terms with it. And she apologizes on air for her part in it mm-hmm. for, for essentially letting a toxic environment at the workplace exist, mm-hmm. you know, cause she did know some of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, and she does make like a, she makes a great apology. Um, but she doesn't say who it's to. She apologizes to someone and she says that she's, she was deeply unfair to them and how sorry she is. And when I first watched it, I always thought it was to, um, Mia, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously she was biased towards Mia, didn't want her on her team, thought that her and Mitch had this like affair in which it was essentially her fault, how it ended. Right. But then after rewatching it, I, part of me thinks that she's apologizing to Chip. Right. Yeah. But I, I can't remember. Do you remember? She betrays him. Yeah. So I think, I think there is some apology to Chip in there too. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if it's supposed to be up to your own interpretation or if it's supposed to be obvious. And I just, I think she's just apologizing for everything. (laughs) She had to let it out. But she clearly, I feel like, makes it towards one person. Well, I know she apologizes to Mia. But she doesn't ever say her name. All she says is, I am sorry to you. I was deeply unfair to you. The camera she, does a close-up on Mia. That's why I know it's to her. I know. But but I get what you're saying. That. True. <laughs> but it's also like it's also like cinematography rules. Like if someone's talking about someone and they do a close-up on them, it's because they want you to know it's them. I know, but then they also show Chip and it's like... That's why I think some things are for Chip, some things are for Mia. So they tell you based on who they do the close-up on. Maybe. I don't know. I like to think that it's also to Chip because she had clearly just betrayed him before that. That's fair. But I don't know. Art is up for interpretation, so you can believe that. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. It's 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 all subjective. Yeah, it's just... It's such a great ending scene. Um, You know, that happens. She apologizes. they They let everybody know about... They essentially throw Fred under the bus. He's locked in that one office so that he can't like cut the feet or walk in or whatever. Yeah. It takes them like, it takes them a while before they get it cut. Yeah. Cause Corey's just like, Oh, let it roll. Let it keep going. This is great <laughs> entertainment. And then eventually they cut it. Right. And, and, uh, you just see what chip on the street watching it happen. And yeah, it's such a good ending. So mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. I, f- I feel like chip and Alex are just, there's such an, interesting real friendship because like 
Mm-hmm. They're both in a cutthroat industry. They're both trying to survive, but they do generally care about each other. But you just, you've put so much work and time into something that you just, you don't know who's going to take care of you and if you have to look out for yourself first. And I do like that they both eventually come around and realize that it's better to have friends than to have success. Yeah. One of the other quotes I took away from that that trailer, she says, I just need to be able to control the narrative so I'm not written out of it. And mm-hmm. I think it's such a, a good statement for women in, in high-powered positions, people in inter- women in entertainment too. I mean, it's so much of what's said about them is said behind closed doors. And it's like, oh, she's too old or she's not pretty mm-hmm. enough or whatever. She's aging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a great show about taking back your... I don't know, taking control, right? Of I mean, that's, a, job. that's essentially how we got your favorite Taylor Swift album, Reputation. Yeah, yeah. That that was her dealing with all the fallback and chaos of what everyone said about her. And she just wrote it into songs and told her story. Yep. And I mm-hmm. think those are her best songs. I'm biased though. That's just my favorite album, but I that's know. It's an amazing album. Oh, I love that album. I was listening ex- to it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear the re-recording of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just such a good show. I, I always tell people the minute they get, so like some of my friends just got an Apple phone, like they switched over from Samsung the or whatever, thing? Samsung, so, Android, yeah. some lame ass phone and they got yeah. Apple and I was like, Oh, first thing you got to do is watch the morning show. <laughs> so I always tell them when they get Apple plus, I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause you get like, you get like a one. free two weeks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I'll, and I'm, I'm totally honest. I'm like, I don't know anything else that's on Apple. That's that exciting. Personally, best thing is the morning show. And I morning tell everybody show. to watch it. Cause it's just such a good show. And even I made Jason watch it after I'd already seen it once. Right. I had him mm-hmm. sit down and watch it when we were prepping for this episode. And he was like blown away by it too. Right. You know, like it's just, you don't have to be a woman to be affected by it. It's a great fucking show. Honestly. Yeah, I think David was slowly watching it over my shoulder. And then by the last three episodes, he was just like sitting there with me watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, He got hooked. It's so good. And it's I just love the way they show not just the fallout of something that traumatic happening at mm-hmm. a very public work environment, but just showing all sides of it, showing the victim side, showing the attacker, whatever you want to call him, side. Um showing the the friends that are affected by it and the bosses that are affected by it. So, mm-hmm. and then and the employees, the, the, the bystanders, like Bradley came into this chaos out of nowhere and trying to find the truth of it and mm-hmm. seeing how convoluted it can be. Mm-hmm. I think every, I think that most workplaces before the me too movement were pretty toxic in some aspects. So I think it's great that a show like this shows all sides of it and hopefully hopefully can make people that maybe weren't even aware of it become more aware of it and think about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the biggest point of art is like, sure, we want it to entertain us, but it, it's there to provoke conversation and things that make you uncomfortable and have conversations about those things that make you uncomfortable and really check yourself like, is what we're doing okay? Because we should always be evolving as humans. We shouldn't continue to just do the same things. Yeah, and I mean- like I said, I was a hardcore Today Show watcher back in like high school because mm-hmm. my parents would always watch it. And I remember when Matt Lauer got fired, I, I don't know what year it was. It wasn't that long ago, right? It was like, what, five years ago, maybe? Yeah, it's pretty recent. Yeah, if that, right? 
Um, and I honestly didn't care because it wasn't new information, really. Plenty of people had gotten fired. I wasn't paying attention to the show anymore, but it like really made me think about it and care again, you know? With Harvey Weinstein, with Harvey Weinstein, it was so much, I feel like it was so much more public and for so for such a long time that it was hard to ignore. But the Matt Lauer one was just easy for me to ignore because I wasn't watching that anymore. I didn't care anymore about that show. 2017, he got fired. So only like four years ago. Three, three, four. Yeah. It'll be four this year. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like I really briefly remember it happening, but I wasn't watching morning shows during that time. So exactly. It wasn't like, I feel like it should have been a bigger story. I, I kind of feel like maybe it was, and we just missed it. That's what I'm saying. Like I, cause I do remember hearing the, the report about it, like one or two reports about it. Um, and I read like one article on it and that was it. And I was, I don't know if any other women came forward. I don't know what the deal was, but I had never even seen the the clip of those two hosts breaking the news that morning until I watched it today. So, wow. Yeah. I just, I'll have to watch it because I've never seen it. But yeah, I don't think I knew it was a thing. I, maybe because w- that was around the time all the Me Too stuff was happening with Weinstein. So I, I think, think Weinstein maybe... was slightly before that, wasn't he? Like, she's going to Google it now, you guys, because I just know, don't know. I don't remember. Or Cosby, one of the two. But yeah, it's. I mean, Cosby, we've known about for a while, but I think the Weinstein one was the big issue. So Weinstein was taken down in 2018. Oh. And then I feel like Cosby had to have been before Matt Lauer then. Yeah. Cosby was. Well, we've known about Cosby for years. I think that his biggest trial just finally came. I think that was like 2015 or 16. And then I think his trial didn't get settled till like a, a couple of years ago. I want to find out when it happened though, because it's going to bother me now. <laughs> a timeline. Oh no, that's a timeline of the chart, the charges. I just want to know when it like became news. All of these are showing 2018, but I think that was probably the trial that you're talking about. He was convicted in 2018. Yeah, so I feel like the stuff must have come out like 15, 16, mm-hmm. 2015. But we didn't we didn't get the actual case and final because it was a couple years. I remember like yeah, it was long because there were a lot of women that came forward, and it just took a long time to get the trial going. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like yeah, I guess it just got lost in between how giant Cosby's was and how giant Weinstein's was, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't remember anything about the Matt Lowry thing. I feel like oh. I knew that he got, like, fired, but I didn't know why, and he just wasn't on it anymore. And that was kind of I weird. I just feel like I should know more about, like, how it all played out. Like, was there more women? Was it just that one? I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't remember. Anyways. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it didn't um, feel like it was the second time around. <laughs> right? Well, okay. thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Bye. Bye. She's my friend because we know what it's like for people to be jealous of us. It's so nice when you can sit with someone and not have to talk. You and I are a team. Nothing is more important than our friendship. Thank you for listening to the Best Friends Playbook Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us episode suggestions at bestfriendsplaybook at gmail.com. And if you could please leave us a review on iTunes, it helps us greatly to grow our podcast.